Hello there, and welcome back to Chuck on Chef with James Cochran and Dan Henry from 1251 in association with Saw Shop. Every episode, we catch up with your favorite chefs, discussing what got them where they are today, their food loves, put together with six of their favorite songs chosen by them to represent this. Now, this week, we are delighted to be joined by, in his own words, the mischievous and very funny Liverpool's own Ellis Barry, creator and co-owner of the Marangrass in Anglesey. We discuss Ellis's rise to restaurant tour, his appearances on TV shows like BBC Favourites, The Great British Menu and Ready, Steady, Cook, plus his future plans and, of course, his choice of tunes. Enjoy. Hello, gentlemen. Bonjour. <laughs> hello, mate. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> how, is, how is everyone this fine Sunday morning? All good? Yeah, good. Coffee in hand. Uh, yeah. Ready to make some pork pies. We're laughing. I just had a crab. I just had a crab, crab and bacon sandwich for breakfast. I thought, right. you said, oh. I, I thought you said I just got rid of crabs. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that pandemic, that pandemic, my lower waist. Yeah, mate. I know. Just a joke, there, isn't it? That one. <laughs> I mean, crab for breakfast on a Sunday. I mean, you're loving like that's like high high end isolation, isn't it? I know. When in London, name. Eh? Yeah, I know, right? Off, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, <it is. laughs> okay, so um, playing hard on two, playing hard on two, and then he's on a Sunday. Like those takeaways, must be doing all right. <laughs> 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 you're playing the violin, Marcy, you're eating it. <laughs> um, yeah, so welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on episode two of um, Check on Chef, our new podcast. A little bit about life, um, more about business and etc. So we're just going to jump into it. So um, just tell the listeners like where you're from and um, a little bit of history about yourself growing up, etc. Yeah, so um, from Liverpool, South Liverpool, grew up in Garston. Very easy lifestyle. My dad worked hard so that I, I, I could have that very nice middle class upbringing. Nice. What is it? So what are you like as a kid? Were you like, were you an absolute terror? Well, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me, mate. <laughs> no, I, was, I wasn't malicious. I was, as I say, I was a good, um, I was, a, I was a good kid. I wasn't a nasty kid. I was cunning and clever in the sense that I would always try not to get caught in the yeah. stuff I did. But I was always respectful. Like I wasn't one of those little shits who I like, really like. Um, you know, like you know, like you know, that kid you can't bear in school. You know, he's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, his mate, but he's there. You think, oh, he's coming again. You know, and you just like yeah. you get a ball in the face or something like that. Of him. I wasn't like yeah. one of, I wasn't one of those one of those nightmare kids. But I was. Yeah. Um, I was always. I, I've always been very hyperactive in terms of like my mind, my energy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've always tested the durability of pencils, pens, wallpaper, radiators, and shit like that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder how long it will hang off this before it falls off the wall. I was like one of them, one of, one of them um, almost destructive personality types. Um, so, um, so like Garsden, for people that don't know, is it is it in is it in the city centre or so is Gar- it more Garsden's outside? It's a suburb of Liverpool. So, um, right. Liverpool. I mean, it's a very it's not a massive city. I think we've got, we've got around six hundred thousand people marking the city itself. So where uh, Garson's yeah. class is Liverpool, so it's in it's in the uh, the, the Liverpool City postcode, but it's probably about six miles out of the direct city centre. Yeah. Um, so I grew up there and moved over to uh, Allerton. Yeah, it's as I say, it's it, with Liverpool. I mean, I don't know. I suppose it's not it's not the Garson's the most poshest of areas. Um, yeah. But you don't realise that as a kid. I don't think you ever really think about. You know, nah, like, of I think a lot not. of people always think, oh, I 
kind of walk down that street there and probably shitting themselves. But like you don't, um, I don't know. If, if I think, I think when wherever you're from, you, you you don't notice that. You're just from there, aren't you? You just, yeah. you just love it, right? Well, well, well you're, you're you're young, you're young, you're naive. You don't really kind of know all this stuff, mate. Do you know what I mean? You're actually yeah. having a good time taking yeah. radio, yeah. taking radios off walls, stripping wallpaper. Mm-hmm. At the primary, primary and secondary school. Did, did what was say, it? Did you say piss and free letter boxes? <laughs> no, no. Oh right. <laughs> no, I didn't have with your thing. No, I mean it, it was. Um, it, I had a really good upbringing. You know what I mean? I think um, my parents were solid parents. My dad's always uh, ruled by um, ruled, ruled by discipline. You know. Um, yeah. So, uh, that, but that's where I always think like that's that's that thing where you're either, you you've either got it in your head where you say the right things to the right people. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you either are cunning or you're not cunning. You know, um, it's just that you're either shit scared or your dad's smacking you around. Yeah. Head, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so then, like primary, primary, and secondary school, were you, what, yeah. were you, so would from, you excel at anything, or did you, you no, know, what was I, it like? Look, I, I was uh, I, I used to get away with murder again because I used to. I used to have the like the, the teachers be eating at me out, and you know, it's like I was never a, I wasn't clever, but I yeah. could, if they were shouting at me, I could make them laugh rather than uh, yeah. getting any work done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you so you left school straight away? Did you go to college just straight out of GCSEs, or you know, I I, I got a job when I was about fifteen off the off the back of work experience in a uh, in in the oh, wait, kitchen. I did- I did exactly the same. Yeah, so so I was like, yeah, I done work experience, and I, and I literally just straight into a kitchen from work experience. Yeah, exactly. The same. I loved it, man. Absolutely loved it. Um, were you yeah, were, wow. were you still living in Liverpool at the time, or had you moved to Wales by then? No, no, I was still in Liverpool. So um, I didn't move to Wales till I was. I, I'd been to Australia and everything before I moved to Wales. So I was, I was nineteen, but yeah, I was in Liverpool, fifteen. I was always one of those lads who like I'd be, you know, do me paper round in the morning. I used to sweep the air salons on a Saturday. And then I'd go into, <laughs> go into the restaurant to do my uh, chips on a Saturday night. And then Fair I'd do, do my Sunday paper round. You know, I was always, like, money-orientated. And uh, yeah, yeah. always you know, wanted me, uh, me G-Star coat on and me, uh, <laughs> and me, and me uh, I, I, you know, me, me patterned hairstyle with the blue in the front. And me, yeah. you know, what did I used to have? Used to have yeah, exactly, gandhi, right. me, yeah, And me Forest Hills, I used to have these banging pair of blue Forest Hills uh, Adidas with the... Uh, and that turquoise like lip on the front, yeah, I used to love them, and 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 that was my thing. I was like, just used to love it. sort of going to school and then going to work, and then you'd be, you'd you'd have the money to have fun. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, used to, used to love it, and I was completely orientated by that. Yeah, man, I was I was living at home, of course, when I was working. I like a paper round, yeah. washing cars. I was working at uh, Wheelers, my first restaurant. I feel yeah. like I have more money then than I did now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> When I was, um, I, I got that job in the Radisson Hotel, and I'm not lying, and it, so that must have been 2006 that he kept me on. Um, so I was 15 last year at school. I used to go on like a Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday, and I'd do Saturday morning as well in the, uh, yeah. in the Saturday daytime. Did this that, well, that was how I ended up doing. I ended up, I'd be, I was mixing up between Equator Hairstyle and Picton. Washing the pair amount of old beds. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Jack of all trades, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. You want to see my CV? I can see the reference now with your your first song choice. So I don't know if you want to give a what, how, how come this song kind of sums up that time. Let me have a look. It's the yeah, uh, it's Supergrass. Um, super right, I, I I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, that that song literally like overwraps sort of fifteen years of my life, like. When when I when I look through like listen to that song, even I feel yeah. like it could be early nineties where you're walking down the road and there's white dog shit and autumn leaves and the smell of creosote. 
Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. it's like... <laughs> <laughs> what a picture, by the way. Wow. <laughs> Garsden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That, that's just like, I'm the that's like going 90s and leads right into sort of 2005. And I, I, and I, I don't know, it's just, a, it, it's just a song which just sort of covers that sort of 15-year Absolutely. period. And it's a belting yeah. of, cla- of, a, of a tune. And yeah, super grass, oh. all right. I call this kind of tune a happy feet tune. Do you know what I mean? Like it's as soon as you hear it, that that piano intro, it makes yeah. I'm staying with you on this one. It it, yeah. it brings up um, so many good yeah. memories and stuff. Okay, cool. So, what got you into cooking, mate? And uh, what became you to be a chef? Yeah, I I think I've only recently really nailed this like sort of memory which was like you know what I reckon that was the time when I actually really kicked off with cooking and it was in my it was in the first house it was when in, in Garson and so I must have been I moved there from when I was about eight uh, so I must have been about six or seven and I remember my mum had like a, a load of mates around in the garden and uh, I, I made this fruit salad because I, I was a bit of a show off like and, I, and it was, there was like a sort of I don't know if it was like a struggle for acceptance or wanting people to like be amazed by something I'd done but I made this fruit salad and I remember taking it around, everybody going, yeah, I've got that. And they were all like, it was probably shite, but they were all like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> and, it, and it felt so good to myself. Was it from a yeah. tin? Yeah, no, I, I, this was a, this was <laughs> from the local spa, mate. This was it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Maybe I had a tin of peaches in there, you know. So, so near, so <laughs> glazed, small. Glazed cherries. <laughs> glazed cherries, yeah. I, think, yeah I, I, I honestly think it, I can pinpoint it to that memory. And I, and I think it was... The, the idea of, of that satisfaction of knowing that, that me doing that could make somebody happy. Um, yeah, and it was, a, it was a big sort of male thing as well. Both my granddads used to cook as well. So it was like, just used to always cook with them. And then we used to do like a Saturday cookery course when I was about 12 in the local college. Used to put like kids, oh, um, kids cookery courses on. I always just fucking loved it, man. Kids that got kids, what was your... kids that got off the Sorry. rails, basically. <laughs> yeah, or going off the rails before they had gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You knew at early age when you did like your kind of your fruit salads. Did you know then that you wanted to become a chef, or were you still not too sure? I, no, I, 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 on the path I, I, I that you were going to take. I don't think I was sure what I wanted to do because I always knew I wanted to be successful. I've always had like a lot of ambition, and I've always strived to realize what the what what the best of things is. I I always remember that. Like, always a, I remember me me dad don't start off as a toolmaker in Ford, and then he ended up going and getting a degree when we we were younger. And he, and, he, and he got a new job with Ford then. So he came off the lines and then start, sort of went into more of the management side to, to Ford Motor Company uh, after his university degree. And I remember him bringing back a company car. And I think it was the Ford Scorpio at the time. Yeah, and, um, mate. Bought, yeah, and I had this like, sort of like... <laughs> and I, I, I'd not experienced like a nice car to that standard, but I remember sitting in the car going, this is nice, like, but is this it? You know what I mean? And I, I don't know what that sounds like. Yeah. You know, I've always sort of like never... <laughs> Cheers, Dad. I'm just not. I'm just I'm spit not, on the car. Never been consent, though. And what do you mean? I'm yeah, just fair like, enough. Um, I've just always like sort of okay, this is good. Always I've, wanting more. Thing. It's like I bought this house. Now that I, I, I mean, and, and you know, I was living in the caravan for ages um, because being in business, being a nightmare trying to buy a house. We bought this house now. So it's a lovely four bed house. But I, I sit here when I get in and I'm not working. I sit here and go, right, what can I do to this now? And I, and, I, and I don't know, yeah, and, I, you, and yeah. I suppose I, I am constantly um, striving for it. Um, so, I, yeah, in terms of, like, I don't even know how I got onto that. But uh... So, 
Baz Luhrmann, sunscreen. How does this kind of sum up that question of um, what got you into cooking and what led you into becoming a chef? Well, it's just a class song, mate. I think it was, it was that sort of like, it's it, it, it's it's a emotional song. I don't know if you listen to it, but it's it's very much like, yeah. It's it's giving you the rules of life. Um, and, and I was saying with uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, with, with uh, is that level of like not not being able to find contentness and constantly yeah. striving and pushing forward and. I didn't even know. I said didn't really have the idea of being a chef. I sort of fell into it. Um, but I've always loved cooking, and to, I, and I saw it as a way of becoming successful. And because I enjoyed it, it was a hobby. I don't know that that, yeah. that, that, that song just it just feels like the right song to listen to. Whether you got when when you sort of start to find your feet, if that makes sense. It's top tune. Okay, so let's carry this on. So, after wanting to become a chef, what's the journey been like? The ups and downs to level you to where um, you I mean, because you weren't, cla- you, weren't, you weren't classically kind of trained. Didn't you kind of come yeah, back from so Australia? I, mean, I, I, and then I came back from Australia. Your parents I, I, bought... I, I, I jumped into the kitchens anyway. And I, and I suppose when I was in Liverpool, I worked under a guy called Chris Marshall, who um, at the time in Liverpool, the restaurant was two rosettes. Um, it was in the Radson Hotel. It was before like the hotels had those franchise shit menus, you know. So it was all like actually, yeah, yeah, chef led and written by the chef who was in them. So he had two rosettes in Liverpool, and mm-hmm, he was nice. very much about like um, the ingredients and knowing where the ingredients are from. He, he, you know, he taught me a lot about get, just getting getting the good quality produce, you know. And then I went up with, to the a new restaurant next door to that when I was about sixteen, seventeen, to the Panoramic, which was all about um, like top produce. It was all fine dining. Um, and then I was only there for about a year before I went to Australia. So I was about eighteen once. I, once I'd actually left the last kitchen I'd, I'd worked in, which, as you know, is fucking nothing compared to what you need to know. Um, you know, so so all, all yeah, I knew, yeah, I yeah. To sort of commie. So I knew I knew principles. I knew what what got the other chefs ticked ticked off and got what got them like sort of what they liked, what they didn't like, and what they strive for. You know and and I only that's all I had really. So I, I went to Australia as a bit of a sabbatical because I I, I, I think I worked myself into a hole in the last job I had in Liverpool. It's one of them, you know, sort of like six, seven in the morning to like one or two in the morning, six to eight weeks. Yeah, so I just hell, mate. Yeah, still have yeah, nightmares yeah. so, for it. So mate. I just I just uh, I just jumped straight into the uh, <laughs> on the opportunity to go to Australia and then uh, came back. And whilst I was in Australia, my dad bought this caravan site. It was it was a caravan site with. Um, I mean, it was always my dad's dream. He always wanted this little... All our holidays were in caravans. We used to take the touring caravan to France and stuff like that. And he always wanted this caravan site. So when I, when I was in Australia, he just said, listen, you owe me your life, get your arse home. You owe me loads of money, get your arse home. And he just, just, put, just made me come back and work for him for free. <laughs> 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 like, I say it like that, but it, it, I would have done it anyway, you know, because it was that, that sort of yeah. thing. Wow, this is an invention. My dad's remortgaged his house in, in Liverpool. Um, he's bought this bloody um, run-down garden centre in Wales. You know, you always wanted to be part yeah. of it. You know, right, in case you missed out. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, yeah, of course. Um, so, so yeah, uh, it's I didn't have I didn't have the classical training, but I, I I did always have like a sort of I I that 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 where I've always wanted to be seen as making people happy and and sort of seen as as always like just driving to please people. It's always made me want to do better, you know. So I've probably done all my learning through YouTube and Google, uh, to be completely honest with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I be telling like, me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get a pig in or get, wow. get like like big beef. I'd always have to buy like the beef on the bone so that I'd have to 
take it off the bone, you know, I didn't have a choice. Stuff yeah, like that. Okay, um, yeah. And yeah, uh, say so we started that off as an all day breakfast place. We used to do sort of nine till five. Um, and then I started doing supper clubs and then those supper clubs went well. So you'd open more of them. And then all of a sudden you've got, you're open every night as a restaurant, you know. Uh, and it, yeah, it was, it was, the ups and downs have been bonkers, you know. The amount of fine lines where you think, bloody hell, I could declare bankruptcy here. <laughs> you'd be probably let me have, go into administration, you know what I mean? And, and, or, or to the <laughs> successful side, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's, it's, it's year on year. Do you know what I mean? Especially as a small business. Uh, I mean, did you did you know things like about food no, costing? Did you know like? I remember, I remember, I messaged me. Did, did, I had, the, I had this uh, local lad Steve, who's actually um, the, the, um, the my still my sea bass supplier now. And uh, yeah, I've got these. Uh, just knocked on my door one day. Said, "Look, got these sea bass." I said, like, "Yeah, I love them." Yeah. So I rang me uh, my old boss up and said, "Look, how do you how do you cost this?" And he said, "Oh, you, it's you got to have like a seventy five percent GP, you know." So I, what I did was I yeah, yeah. Like, well, so what's seventy what's seventy five percent of the six quid it's cost me, and, and then I just added that on top of the six quid, and it was just like <laughs> it was really like eight quid, eight quid. <laughs> it was like the thickest like the thickest sort of twelve on twelve. Give it away, mate. It was like uh, sea bass, you know, <laughs> on the plate. Used to give it a thing. I'm like, God, this isn't working. This. <laughs> <laughs> and was your brother Liam with yes, well, Liam, uh, the same time Liam, as Liam, um, so my dad stayed was was working for Ford so we had to carry on working for Ford because well pretty much Ford sponsored the caravan site and the restaurant if you like in terms of his wages was the only thing we as a family we had coming in so Liam built the caravan site pretty much so in the kitchen was me and my granddad uh, to start and then uh, oh, and we just omelettes and um, as I say, like fish and chips and breckies and stuff like that, you know, um, with, with what we had, we had like the sort of, we'd, we'd inherited the kitchen, it was like a real greasy spoon, we had to get in there and, um, the you know, you're like peeling the grease off the walls with wallpaper scrapers, you know, like one of them places, yeah, it's just like, and then <laughs> yeah, that's okay, all yeah. we had then, yeah. didn't have nothing to go and like actually um, build a proper kitchen, you know, we just had to deal with the kit we had, so we had like a little yeah. four or five burner domestic stove, you know, with like, Three of them, which actually work, but one of them is like the gives you like a little pissy, like sort of lighter heat, you know, like to cook on. And it was, it was bumping, yeah. was so nostalgic <laughs> looking back at it, you know, so bloody hell, like it was, it was so, so like real. All the family were involved, like the uncle would come and do the dishes of a weekend up from Liverpool, you know, he'd like, you'd have like half a plate of breakfast coming Amazing. into the back, he'd eat the rest of it before he washed it to the plate, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> 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 So, so how how did it lead into um, like well, it, Great British Menu? How did that come about? Momentum, and I, I, don't, I don't know whether um, I, I suppose I've always pushed for put, putting us into the right places. I've always tried to me and Liam have always tried to find the best sort of opportunities to market ourselves and put ourselves on a map. And we've um, and we've always sort mm-hmm. of fell into the right meeting the right people at the right time. Um, I, okay, you've got to back it up with actually what you're doing. But um, we've I, I think I got a. Uh, what happened with Great British Menu? I think I'd done like this Julia Bradbury walking program, so I got spotted. Like that started building up a lot of momentum. Good food guide ended up finding us. But after Marina O'Glocken had come up, made the journey over to um to Anglesey. This was very much before it was even like a, like sort of tasting menus or anything. And Annette and done a review in the Guardian of the place and saying this um this was like 2015 I think called this like culinary pilgrimage. Oh wow! Then we just got we just got absolutely flooded. Like that review alone, just started, just brought like train loads of people up from London and stuff like that, just to come and eat in this sh- little shack. And that, that review like uh, kicked us off. 
And then, uh, and then I think we got notes. Started getting noticed. I yeah. ended up getting like um, the Acorn Award, which is like the Cater Award for birds in the thirties. And then I got the got the invite to come and do Great British Menu. And I think I I think that, that that all that just sort of leads to it, you know. Was it like an instant decision? Was it like well, when the invite no, came I, through, I, you were like, oh yes, this is amazing. So, it was Liam. Liam picked up the phone to the to the production team and just said, yeah, I'm doing it. And then he told me that I'm doing Great British Menu. I think I'd have been hesitant because I'd always seen it as like yeah. you sort of top dogs who you'd always aspire to be, you know. And then you and then you, and I was thinking, well, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't yeah, think absolutely. I felt like I was ready to do it. Um, and then he said I'd do it, and then they came up with some cameras to sort of screen test you. Um, and yeah, they uh, they liked it. So yeah, yeah, and that was it. The rest is history. Because it's not it's not a lot of um, people obviously will know it, but I mean James talks about it a lot. But it's it's an absolute no, it's slog, horrible, isn't it, it's, going it's, on that show? It's, so, it's not uh, as um... I, I I honestly like it took me about three weeks to recover from the back of it. I felt I, I when I when I got back from London, I was like yeah, I, I just got into bed. I was absolutely drained physically, emotionally. Yeah. Um, you, you yeah. put into this very hyper saline mode, which as chefs are very, very used to it anyway because. You you normally have you're on the pass the shots are coming in you're dodging you you know you you you're completely aware of every plate which gets cut <laughs> by every other chef in the kitchen and then you and then you but but in this situation you you've Absolutely. got that but you've got the you're battling the fear of the unknown you know the butterflies of going down there and you think bloody hell you know you got even before you started you're thinking of all the chefs who've done it before you yeah? then you want to sort of make sure you do the best you yeah. can do. Then you worried about how good the other chefs are. You don't want to look stu- mad or stupid. And then you got you worrying that you're on TV as well, you know. And, and then and then you get in there. Yeah, and exactly. I, I mean, I spoke to some people now who said it's not as who've done like the old style in the in the, in the uh, and and the new style in the new in the new studio. It, um, and and they, they say it, mm-hmm. it's still the same, but it's eased up a little bit with the. Uh, I mean, I think the first year I did it, we were like sort of five o'clock. Five o'clock, yeah. you get picked up from the hotel. No, you'd be up at five, five thirty. I remember getting at five a.m. The first year did this for the first Northwest Regionals with uh, Paul Askew and Tom Parker. We were getting picked up at half five in the morning, yeah. and we were getting back at midnight. We were absolutely knackered. It was, it was, it was vile. Like, oh you know, wow! And, and that was all, pretty much all day on your feet. I, do you, I, do you I, watch I, it now? Did you, did you see the series? I, I, or the I, I didn't really watch it a lot beforehand, and I, did, I don't really watch it now. I've seen I've seen a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, but and it's not because I don't want to watch yeah. it. It's literally because I'm I'm always bloody working or busy and stuff like that. You know, it's it's never it's never. Yeah, like exactly because right. Of, because yeah, you know, I don't I don't want to, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I watch it and it brings back haunts and memories as well. You can, like, sort of, you know, you just like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I saw it the other day and. Um... You could see the see the the guys the guys and girls on there yeah, like yeah, yeah. they look knackered they yeah, look like absolutely wiped out you, bless them. You know, um, it's hard to cook at your best when you're that tired as well. You just you just can't you know. When it's, yeah, I was thinking that it, it's almost like when you're trying to get people to cook at the best, it's it's not really the right way. Go- but that's all filming. That's every bit of film production you do. It's so like it's not because it's just a chef and one. It's because yeah. that's how time's money, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? They've got to get they, they start. They finish, they get the production mm-hmm. done in a few weeks, and then they crack onto something else. Like that's that that, that at the once everything that seems to be working on seems to be like that, you know. Which is yeah, uh, I think yeah, the, absolutely. The game. So it's it's an interesting um, pick then for the for the next track, um, which um, you've chosen. Baby, I need your loving by the Four Tops to yeah, sum up this yeah, kind well, of time. I think, 
I, I just love the song. It's actually, it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 that, it's a song which um, we always used to have on playing. Um, and it was the start of the Mangas. Me and Liam just used yeah. to have, it was before like we had like the iPad and the iPhone and that. We used to have this Tamla Motown um, uh, triple CD collection, uh, Motown Gold. So it was just always yeah. on. It was the restaurant soundtrack for about yeah. five or six years. And uh, yeah, track, track 11, <laughs> I think it was. Uh, baby, baby, I need your loving, yeah. And I, uh, I just think, yeah, it just reminds me of that area, that period, you know, in the of the Marin grass and the and the breakfast, the lunch, the dinner. It's class. So, what's the best free creation that you come up with? It's hard, this isn't it? Because I don't even know if like. Or something, or something that you can remember that stood out like that was memorable. That may have put you on the map, or you, you, you yeah, know, you actually put me on the map though, and it, and it, and it, it's, it's bonkers. There two dishes which put me on the map, which had people flooding, and where I've ever done my best business was a bowl of mussels and fish and chips. Oh, no nice. word of a lie. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like I've got you know you do all these like fine dining dishes, you do all these very complex dishes, and um, yeah, you go yeah. into a lot of details. Still, I think that the most sort of if you like successful successful time of the restaurant would, would have been when we were doing like the balls and mussels and the fish and chips and I, I probably am now I wasn't at the time but I probably am now sort of as equally proud of that ball and mussels to what I was for like that sort yeah, of okay. ten sea bass dish I got off Clifford in um, in GBM yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean because yeah yeah it, 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 there's absolutely fucking nothing wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> Dan loves mussels by the way his family owned a mussel yeah, well, yeah I, mean, I love him yeah, so the so, mussels yeah. that came on straight away because uh, Sean down the road was my closest supplier to the restaurant so when we first started going from all day breakfast the first step was we have all day breakfast on or a bowl of mussels and that was it amazing <laughs> okay. um, and it was because Sean down the road had the mussel farm and, uh, and, and that's where he processed the mussels um, so, so that's how they jumped on but I mean, I I come up with loads of dishes, but I get bored, you know. So they never sort of stick about for too long, and you know, I, I get I get annoyed with them. All, exactly the same with me, mate. And 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 they're gone. So I don't know whether um I'm the, I'm ever going to be this chef who's got this signature dish because I'm just again I, I don't. Want... It'd be a sea bass though, wouldn't it? It's not your sea bass. Dish. Yeah, I mean, I got the sea bass dish from Clifford and stuff like that. But again, I'm bored of that now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like but, I, I do think yeah, I put yeah. it back on, or but it's just like for me, I've I've eaten that many times. It's just like it, it, it yeah. needs to go on the back burner and have a breather, mate. It, it's it's like myself, mate. Like I changed my menu so often, Dan. You, Dan, you get so frustrated with it, isn't you? Okay, so my, because, my, okay, like, a because... very quick point to this is like I always think I understand completely. I want jar. I want people to be as creative as possible, um, yeah. Ellis. So yeah. I don't ever question anything in terms of what goes on our menu, really. Yeah. And um, but sometimes I think why like everyone loves that dish. Yeah. Don't take it off. And also, yes, you're bored of it, but pe- different yeah. people come to the restaurant every day and they're trying it for the first time and it's always amazing to, like, never yeah. take it away. That, 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 um, that, that, that's it. It's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because it's whether, you're building your, it's, it's whether you're building your restaurant on regulars or whether you're building on new people coming. Yeah. Because yeah, I think the yeah, Madden yeah. Grass was always built exactly the same way because we didn't have a menu. We usually, when, we, when we first started doing the evening stuff, we only had the chalkboard. So we'd, mm-hmm. like, have the... Um, we just... We don't. We, we had like the daytime menu, like for the brekkies and stuff like that. But then of an evening, we just write what we had in on the chalkboard, yeah. rub it off, and then go again. You know, and so no dish was ever the same. I never, never, ever up until the Great British menu have ever written the recipe down. Every recipe has been visual. 
you know, and it's, and I know it sounds like bad, yeah. but it's been tasting visual. It's only now, like, where you think, shit, and we need to keep a few of these recipes on because obviously you can't, you can't. Oh, um, mate, I message chefs from like fucking who worked with me 18 months ago <laughs> who wrote, wrote the recipe down that I don't even have, mate. Because <laughs> the recipe is this. Yeah, mate, I'm bad yeah, at it. But, mate. but it's, really, it's because really it's, it's like if you, you, you're either a chef who needs that um, structure. Or or you can or you are natural with flavor, taste and yeah, and, yeah. and f- I think it's the flair of cooking, you know. So it's like you can get a yeah, pan exactly. and it's with that flair. Like the cocktail guy can spin it around his head with a chef. You can get a piece of fish. You can see a couple of ingredients and um and you can just knock it knock up something which tastes absolutely mind blowing. Do you know what I mean? I, I really, ready, steady, cook. Yeah, but like, you know, I'm fucking good at that game. Man. I'll tell you what, I'm fucking good at that. It's like it's like it was as if it was you got twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, that, that's how I'd always cooked, and and you know what? I, that's how I still get the most enjoyment out of cooking. I, I find it easier when I'm creating a dish for someone just to go right. Here's a shitload of ingredients. Mm-hmm. Cook something rather than going. Um, okay, you know where you spend days and days with no produce in front of you, just trying to think of what's in season and all this shit. Oh fucking hell, mate! Absolutely, just like you get mind blocked. I get mind blocked, but it's bullshit as well. It's just like I'd rather just put the ingredients out in front of me, buy it all in, and let's just start cooking. I I, I had it in Liverpool. Here, people go like saying like, "Why are you buying all this in?" You know, and it's like the best way to to create a menu is by cooking, cook the food, and then you soon fucking know whether it's a good dish or not. You know, and they're going out. Oh, they were all worried about yeah. the amount of money I was spending on the produce and stuff like that. And it's like, well. I just spent six hundred thousand on opening a fucking restaurant. I'm worried about the bloody, which still isn't even open. Which is not worried about the bloody amount we spending on lobster tails and shit like that at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I guess your I guess your GP for uh, Marion Grass is great because you've got the farm and you've grown all your own veg, mate, ain't you? Yeah, well, we, you know, we, we're tr- we're trying. Yeah, the um, at the minute it's a bit shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it, no, it's I, I suppose it's good. Um, it's the the issue with the Marion Grass, mate, is it's just so seasonal. It's so um, yeah, so April enough. to yeah, exactly. October. That even though we did do good the good money with the um, the pork and stuff, um, but you know. It's just, it's just, it's too short a season. Do you know what I mean? And, and there's yeah, nothing happening for t- trying to encourage winter tourism on the island. Do you know what I mean? It's as if like you don't want it. Um, but that's not my problem, is it? That's why I say yeah, exactly. you know, we've got to aim at trying to get Liverpool up and running, and also aim at yeah, carrying on with all these little media things I'm doing here, left, right, and centre here and there. You know. Um, yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. That's where the, that's Keep you relevant, mate. Yeah, well, that's it. But that, that's where the, I'm starting to realise the actual income. So like the the, the, the restaurant is actually at the minute probably, and well, and it always has been. It's never made me like massive money because again, it, it, the Marinegrass in particular needs so much investment. It it, it is a, a shed which is always falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? He's constantly just like you know just constantly doing it up or having to do something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um it that that side of it like is sort of the TV side and that has actually helped it all. Oh, good on you, mate. It's good on ideal, but... So, yeah. um, so, so, so now... dish-wise, I don't, have a, I don't have a, I don't have a, a signature dish, so do another question. <laughs> <laughs> so now, obviously, 1251, big, big part of our thing is like our music and yeah. this is a very personal kind of uh, track to pick. So a song that gets you going or something that's in the kitchen is like, right, this is it now, I'm, I'm banging on. You put like the, the the song that you love to to cook to is yeah, and this is this is where I've only really started getting into the sort of uh, 
this back, you know, going again, but it doesn't have to rally it up. I went for Black Sabbath, didn't I? Paranoid on this one. Yeah. Great tune. Okay, mate. So we know you're doing great things. Well, you were doing great things with your restaurant before COVID kind of kicked down, kicked in. But it'd be great to know what other restaurants mean a lot to you, like standouts like Nostalgia or something that you, you've been with your missus or yeah. the restaurant that you thought, fuck me, this was like, this is top notch. When I was working in the Radisson, we all chipped in and went to, it was the first experience I'd ever had eaten in anything, which was uh, not a steakhouse in Liverpool, if you like, or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So we went down to London. And we went to um, uh, Petrus at the Berkeley. That nice. was my first ever experience in the world of sort of Michelin. And then we we we, chipped, we all chipped in and at at the chef's table as well. Now that to me was the best experience I've ever had because it was so overwhelming. You know, it was it was another it was the next next world if you like. It was completely like so posh, so high end. The service was amazing. yeah yeah. I'd never been in a hotel like that in my life. It was just like it was Mate. perfect. But I, I wouldn't have. I was never. At the time, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I thought it was the best meal I've ever had, and still, I still do. But I went at a time when I didn't know shit about food, so I wouldn't, you know. Yeah. But it doesn't she matter. She was blown away I by just it. Loved it, yeah. My, I loved it. Yeah. My mom's exactly the same. I was I was seventeen working at my first restaurant, and we all saved like ten pound a week. When my, my first restaurant I went to was like Gordon Ramsay's Hospital Road, three star. Oh, Literally man. just yeah, mate. Yeah. Just like set the scene, basically yeah, blew yeah. my mind away, man. Yeah. I went there what leave seventeen years ago, mate. Yeah, fucking, yeah. I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah. yeah but remember, it's like that. You don't forget. So hungry for it, though, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, he was probably wanna... in the kitchen then as well, was he? Um, I think he was probably on the cusp of like becoming yeah. kind of famous, and then. Yeah. But no, I don't. I don't think he was, mate. But no. I mean, um, but I mean, do you want to have a star? Would you like to get a star? Does it bother you? Um. Only in the sense, or, or, of, having, like, or having a successful business and supporting right your now, family. Right now, right now, um, no. Right now, I couldn't give a shit, mate, because it, it means absolutely jack shit to the, the current climate. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like I, I, I can't see where, like, where, how, or why I, I, I would get one. Do you know what I mean? It, which it just wouldn't. Yeah, fair enough. I just, I just, I just can't, I just can't picture it in, into my head. And does it even? Where does it used to be? Like a sort of, oh, it'd be nice to have a star because my mates are starting to get them, or stuff like that, and then it becomes like a bit of a, well, you left out and that, but now it's just like, I, I honestly, oh, I don't think it means what it used to mean, mate, by mo- at all anymore. No, I, 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 I don't think it does, but the, the other thing is, that I think, I, I, you know, hats off to people who can achieve a star and run their own team, business, account, all that side, you know, and, and get a star. I, I, I hats off to anyone like that, because where the fuck do you get the time to try and get a star? Um, and and, and, hold, and yeah. sort of you know maintain the, the business. Do you know what I mean? I can see why people who were just in sort of head chef jobs uh, would go and get stars, where they yep. sort of Great. go in, aim for that, go home with the weekend, put the whole yeah, energy into sort of yeah, yeah, true, just food true. and service, and then back again. But man, don't I, have to worry about anything else. I I, I I just have so many things fucking going on that I just don't know. I just yeah. don't know where you get it, and then. It's also like I think if it was to come, it'd come and it'd come naturally. It'd have to come very naturally. Where like all oh, your team that are in the same place and you got the right level of respect going between your teams and stuff like that. But they, I don't know. I'm, it's you know everybody wants to be you know you, you got everyone wants to be you, don't they? At the end of the day, the next you know you got to bite the heels, try and keep them all under under, yeah, under exactly. control in the kitchen and stuff. It's, I don't know how people <laughs> fucking do it. 
honestly but it doesn't matter one bit to the current fan you know what I mean because it does not make a difference if if your restaurant's going to be a half capacity or whatnot. If if anything, it's a, it's it's a massive outlay to try and get a star, um, yeah, man. and try and bounce back from this because it's such a high cost. Do you know what I mean? And and bullshit. I mean, the odd, odd, the odd few places have that sort of star where they are a bit rustic and stuff like that. But that's very rare. You know, so most places you still need that bloody army of hundred front of house and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, to, you do, mate. Yeah, it. and that the the industry is just not got, not not bouncing back from that not not for a few years. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's a good so, question. That's a good answer, so, mate. Yeah. Now it's not it's no not even on the priority list. Do you know what I mean? Maybe in three or four years' time, once we settle down again, is there a little restaurant which we open which we can go for it? Um, yeah. But now, no. I mean, it's not even it's not even going to make us enough money to keep people on. Do you know what I mean? It just it won't get enough people through the doors to keep people on and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm not yeah, even uh, agreed, I'm not agreed. even thinking about it. In terms of restaurants, is that the only one you wanted that, that that stood out? I think I think for me, I like places now where I can just go in, chill, socialize, have a drink, yeah, and really mate. enjoy it with me mates. Do you know what I mean? So like, I, I always say that one because that, that was like my first starting off one. Um, I wouldn't put any more sort of Michelin ones on there. I've I've eaten in a few of them, but they don't go. Wow, I can't wait to go back to that. I love going down to London. I always like eating in my mates' restaurants all the time, and you know what? I, I, like I like yours, Jay. I like Tom's. I like Heaney's, and a lot of that is because yeah, I like socialising with my mates as well. And and that's yeah. what really like that's why I get excited about going to these restaurants because I know I can go and have a laugh, have a few beers, uh, wine exactly. people up, Feel and super relaxed. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's it's relaxing, and I think that I think that's here. But you know, you want to just go somewhere where you know it's you, you know you can just go chill, enjoy some good food, yeah, and, and have what? a fucking laugh with your mates, man. That's the uh, that's a good restaurant. Yeah, for me, it's one hundred degree. Like I, I like to go out now, and it could be twenty quid, thirty quid. It could be a, a decent pizza, yeah. And you're with your mates, yeah. having a good time in a super relaxed environment. I mean, I, I tell you, yeah, Rudy's in Liverpool's a banging little place. There's a Neapolitan pizza, so a little bit sloppy and a bit gooey. Uh, six quid a pizza, and it's fucking boss, man. Do you know what I mean? It's just like yeah, you yeah. In there, you can, you, you know, you're full and you've only spent a tenner. I, I, remember, I, I remember those days, mate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought was... you were barking then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, a, tu- a tune for uh, a tune for night out. Um, your next tune. You've got. You've chosen dreams um, by Cranberries. I, I, lo- I love dreams by Cranberries. It was, like, it, it was when we were in Australia. It was like hanging around with all the Irish and whatnot. They they love it like anything Irish. Do do we play on repeat? So yeah. Just, just really, I'm mean, just like. Uh, it's one of the songs which was always on when we were about to go out. Do you know what I mean? And then it's just, yeah, just stuck. Now we're going for our quick fire round. Fucking <laughs> 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 dick. Um, <laughs> okay, first question. Suarez or Salah? Suarez. First celebrity crush? Michelle Keegan, is it? Michelle Keegan? Who's that? Keegan. <laughs> Who's that? Roy Keegan. Rings a bell, Roy mate. <laughs> <laughs> Best Liverpool player of all time? Oh, Rush. Nice. Okay, fair enough. So, we're wrapping this bad boy up now. But, like, what's next? Um, in terms of conquering the world, we've got to yeah. get this Liverpool restaurant open. Going to go mad on these pork pies and black pudding. Um, and then TV. Do you think there's a few things coming up? So yeah, I just go with the flow of it all and just survival. Survival's what's next. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
The uncertainty, the I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all that, man. Yeah, yeah. Ellis, man, thank you so so much. We'll let you go. We've taken a lot of your time. Really appreciate it. And we'll, we'll finish the podcast with your your final choice. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you introduce it. I, f- I forgot what it was. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> um, you'll you'll never you'll never walk alone oh, by yeah, Jerry yeah. And, and the pacemakers. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this one is literally like the best song ever written. Take care, okay. mate. Yeah, all the best. Thank you. Stay safe. You need to get on those pork pies. Ellis sent down a box to us and they are, I must say, incredible. Uh, a massive thank you again to Ellis. To see more of his plans, head to his Instagram and give him a follow at ellis.barry. Uh, There will be a list of all the restaurants, of course, that Ellis and James have discussed in this podcast bio. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another legend, the very talented Sabrina Gayhor. Stay safe and bye for now.